Hey everyone, welcome to When Faith Meets Therapy. I'm Anthony Evans. And I'm Stacy Kaiser. And we are so excited to be able to bring you this podcast series based on our book, When Faith Meets Therapy. Let me formally introduce you to Stacy Kaiser, who is a very well-known, very successful licensed psychotherapist here in the Los Angeles area. And she happens to be my personal therapist. As I was pursuing hope and my practical path to emotional, spiritual, and relational healing, Stacy has been my therapist along the way, and I wanted to be able to share her with all of you. Now, one thing that I need to let all of you know is that a therapeutic relationship is a confidential relationship. So I'm not usually on a podcast or in a book talking about my clients. As a matter of fact, if I run into them, we typically have some sort of an arrangement where I don't tell anyone that I'm their therapist. The reason that Anthony is here is because Anthony has waived his confidentiality to share all of this with all of you. But what you will notice as you're listening is that Anthony will be sharing his story. I won't be sharing his story. Absolutely. And tell him one one last important thing before we dive into today's episode, Stacey. Yes. It's important for everyone to know that this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the guidance of your mental health professional or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have about any condition that you might have. Now, if you are in a crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you are having a mental health crisis or suicidal thoughts, there is a new hotline, much like we dial 911, dial 988. That's 988, and you will get to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at a crisis center in your area at any time. If you are located outside of the United States, call your local emergency line immediately. Let's get into today's episode. Y'all, I am so excited to get into episode one of something that I didn't expect to happen, but I'm so glad it's happening. Y'all, therapy has been a major, major part of me being emotionally whole. Like, I love it so much when Stacey, Stacey says to me sometimes, she goes, Anthony, you are healthy. Even when I'm in a dark place and working through things, she will say, you are healthy and you're going to return to a place because of the work that you have done, you will return to a place of joy. And I just am like, yo, that is because of therapy. Adding Therapy to my faith, which to some people listening to this podcast are going to be like, what do you mean adding therapy to your faith? Listen, I'm telling you, for me, it's like adding coaching to a a great athlete. Like you can be a great athlete, but then you need a coach. I don't care who you are. The best athletes in the world have coaches. Um, People with the the most um, potential all have coaches like that in, in the world of athletics. And I believe that as believers, we all have potential to be great, but some of us, um, need this this kind of coaching to get it to get it figured out. I remember in the book, in our book, I mentioned um, in ninth grade being horrible at math. I was horrible at math. I had my hand up the whole class, literally the whole class. And and um, my, my teacher was trying to be so gracious and patient with me. But then she finally was like, Anthony, you need tutoring. Like you got to because you, you're it, you're being disruptive at this point. Like the class keeps stopping because I can understand. But I had a book of truths, equations being worked out on a board. And I was lost, totally lost. But um, when I decided to get tutoring and not be ashamed about getting tutoring, I passed. 
I passed. It helped me understand the book of truths. And that's what therapy has done for me. That's what Stacy has done for me. You've helped me understand more fully and put into practice the equations that are in this book of truth that I, as a believer, call the Bible. So thank you for that, Stacy, And thank you for being willing to be brave. I think it takes bravery for a, a psychotherapist to get on with one of their clients and just start talking to the world. So thank you for being willing to kind of step outside of your your box and be here. Yeah, well, I think you're the one who's being brave. Okay, I'll so, take that. So, um, so there's that. But part of what I think, I think some of the stigma for us therapists is that people kind of line us up and think we're like a palm reader or a psychic. And that's not what a therapist is all, at all. I think a lot of people don't even understand what therapy really is. And I think it's been wonderful, Anthony, that you're trying to introduce people to this process. And I'm going to try and do that here as well. Um, what I want to let everyone know is if you do seek counseling in any way, your counselor should be willing to align with your faith. They shouldn't be questioning your beliefs. They shouldn't try to be replacing your faith. What we therapists are supposed to be doing is enhancing it. Yeah. Um, and that is all. And and so if you are trying to find a therapist, that is one of the questions that you're going to want to ask is letting them know that you are a person of faith and asking them if that's something that they can support while also trying to help you through whatever it is that you're struggling with. Yeah. And that's for a lot of people who, so a lot of you listening are, if you are a church person, then you're obviously going to be a lot of times finding counseling through a church and all that stuff. So that's going to be a given. But when you're somebody like me who was in Los Angeles and trying to find a licensed psychotherapist to a general market licensed psychotherapist, that those are the questions that I had to ask. And that's, um, that's what I started to experience with you. And what's so crazy is we'll get into this later, but Stacy, I loved the fact my, I, my family is a, I'm a family of Bible teachers. I didn't need more Bible verses. I needed practical ways to work out those Bible verses in my life. I needed practical ways to not be anxious anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, for example. I was like, okay, that's cute. I need some practical ways to put that in, into my life. And that is that is what uh, Stacy did. And uh, because you are a general market psychotherapist, I say I would say it that way. You're not working out of a church. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, um, and you know what, Anthony, I think this is a good moment for you to answer a question that I know you get asked a lot mm -hmm. and I've been asked, which is, what about the people who would say, well, you should just be able to pray away your struggles and your pain? I tell those people, listen, I prayed, that's a whole, that's, am I triggered right now? What's up? I, I feel <laughs> like, yo, I get that. That's cute. That's not how it worked for me. So I had to figure something else out. And the way that I, and it's not, it's not, it's not a typical path. Like I had to kind of go outside of the box on this one because I grew up in the South. Preacher's kid from the South. Yeah. Pray. Fig I mean, I don't understand. Read this verse, pray and get yourself together. That didn't work for me. And that actually made me feel like a failure as related to my faith. It made me worse to feel like, why can't I just do this? It's like a kid with dyslexia. The class is reading and there's this kid that cannot put these words together. It doesn't make sense. There's something going on with him that doesn't make it possible for him to just keep up with everybody else. So those people who say, pray it away, read a verse, do whatever. I'm like, hey, you are not uh, the template for how, by, the, the template by which I'm going to try to live my life because trying to do what you're saying made me miserable for most of my life. So it's literally telling somebody, you, you said this to me some uh, at some point, you said some people need glasses to read. That's the bottom line. Some people need a tool to help them see what's on the paper. 
just like a, like the tutoring thing I mentioned, that's what I would tell them is great. I'm glad that that works for you. It doesn't work for me. And at this point, I have to do what it takes to pursue peace, um, what, what it takes for me to land at a place of peace. And that's what that's what this did. You know, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it would be really helpful for people listening to hear kind of like, what was your process? Because you do say that you realized that you were at a crossroads where you needed extra help. Mm -hmm. But what was that process? I think they'll be sort of entertained by how you found yeah. me. Yeah, um, crossroads yeah. is a cute way of saying breakdown. Like she, <laughs> listen, yeah, it wasn't a crossroads. It was, I'm over it. Like I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. And by, by out of here, I mean like, done with faith. I'm done with singing worship songs all the time that I sometimes do not feel or don't believe. I'm done feeling nuts, like waking up with a pit in my stomach. Like I'm done doing life with functional anxiety and functional depression and being able to, like, that's what, that's what, that's the point that I was at. And I was watching TV and Stacey's always on TV now. And I just, yeah, if you look her up, you just see her on clips on Tyra, Steve Harvey, loving hip hop. She's just everywhere. Um, and I saw Stacey on a show and, and I, I waited for the credits to roll. And I was like, who is this? Who is this lady that handled this scenario very nicely? I, I think that this is great. Looked her up, emailed her, her um, people made sure I wasn't crazy. Cause you know, who looks at the credits to get names of who's on a show and emails them? Crazy people do that. You know, most, most of the time. So I was like, let me, let me go ahead and just, just hit her up. Stacey vetted me and, and took an appointment with me. I remember walking in that room feeling like, I don't know what I'm, I don't even know how this is going to work. I just saw you on a TV show and, and let's, let, let's try this out. I felt anxious, but not so anxious to stop me from getting help. Because I think sometimes a lot of us have to get to that place where you're like, I'm not scared to ask for help anymore because that's all I have left to do. Yeah. I always say pain is a great motivator. Yes. It, uh, it can it, be. Yeah. It also sure. can make us like freeze. Yes. But we need to be motivated. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It was pretty funny that you found me on a TV show and my office was like, okay. Yeah. Come, come. <laughs> and I, I didn't know who you were which at is, all. I had no idea who you were. Which makes me so happy that I wasn't dealing with what I've dealt with other times when I did a Christian church therapist, which y'all, I'm not saying don't do church therapy because I know people are going to be like, oh my God, you know. No, there's a lot of wonderful Christian Ton, counselors. I mean, tons. That but I the know. ones that I went to would try to get connected to my family or my dad or like at the end of a session where I'm pouring out my heart and their tears running down my face, say, hey, I would love to get connected to your dad's ministry. I was like, I will never step foot in this building again. Like that's how I felt. That was my experience with Christian therapy because they know they knew who my family was. And that's not a good place to start. I love that you were like, I don't know who this is. I mean, I think that that, that was amazing for me and a great starting point. And I felt like I could be honest with you on a different level because of that. Yeah, I think that that was really great. Um, so I didn't know who you were. Mm -hmm. and the, and the But you did tell me that you... Um, were very grounded in your faith, yes. even though you had some bad experience with, you know, counselors who are connected to your faith. Um, and that set the tone for me to know that God and spirituality and religion are all going to be a part of our conversations. Yeah, major part. But yeah. I think it would be helpful for people to understand, like, what do you do when you go to a therapist? Ah. Um, and by the way, therapists are different, right? We all have different personalities. But it is my approach to ask my clients, you know, why are you here and how can I help? Yeah. you. First of all, let me tell you all, when you go to a therapist, you don't lie. You don't make up stuff. You don't do the stuff that you do at church sometimes or that I did at church sometimes, which is paint a pretty picture, try to make it cute. That's not why. 
I'm spending my time. That's not why I'm spending money. I mean, just to be honest, it's 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 an expense. Like you, I I had to make myself not get into Anthony Churchy mode, which is I'm going to come in here and paint a pretty picture for this woman so that she kind of gets the the um present the the presentable Anthony. I had to make a commitment to myself. Just say what it is, whatever it is. She. <laughs> She will lose her license if she tells anybody about what's going on in here. So you just tell the truth. Like she has a therapist going, not, you know what I mean, No, but that's where the confidentiality part is really great. I mean, I think there's a couple things that need to be mentioned here. Number one, I, I mentioned in the introduction that confidentiality is a part of the relationship. Everything that you tell a therapist is exclusively between you or the therapist, with some exceptions regarding to safety and well-being, like if you're a harm to self or others or child abuse and things like that. Yes. However, the other thing that a therapist is supposed to provide is an objective listener. Yes. Right? You talk to somebody that you know in your life and they're running an agenda. They have an opinion about um, what you should do, how you should do it. And it is really my role to get to know the person. Yes. And to understand how they think and to help them figure out what is best for them and what is the best way to help them. Yes, absolutely. Therapy is, for me, it's it doesn't always um, present immediate solutions, but it all has always presented tools. It's always presented tools for me to do the work, to, to leave the room and start doing the work. A lot of times it's hard work that involves I mean, the equivalent to being in the gym and maxed out and 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 I can't do one more set of this or I'm going to crumble to the ground. Sometimes work, leaving therapy feels like it's that much work, but to have a tool and to know what to do next and, and to start seeing results. Once you start seeing results from these tools and that the result is, is that your burden gets lighter, that to me is like what G- Jesus said, my burden's light. So I'm like, that's what therapy has helped me do. It's helped me get to a place where the burden of faith and work and family and relationships, it starts to become lighter because of the tools that you're given in in each session. And I'm so grateful for that. Stacey, can you believe that it has been over five years since we met? I can't believe it's been five years. And five years ago, I never thought that you and I would be sitting in a room doing a podcast called When Faith Meets Therapy. And I really want to thank you because I think you're helping a lot of people. The stigma with therapy is real. And what we want people to know is that you can hold on to your faith and you can also work on yourself in a therapeutic process and environment. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. They don't, but I'm excited that we we are able to do this together to help people break out of cycles that are detrimental to them. Um, Doing the work is not a sign of weakness. A lot of us think that therapy means that we're weak in our faith, and that is not the case at all. It's about helping you get a clear path to find healing. And we're hoping that this book helps you break through. I'm hoping that all of you will see that Anthony and I tried to share both of our perspectives. Anthony as a worship leader, artist, and producer, and me as a therapist. It is my belief that all the people that read our book and listen to this podcast will find help, hope, healing, and freedom while trying to navigate life's struggles. I want you all to know something. No one is immune from life's difficulties, and yet many people are reluctant to talk about their mental health or seek professional help when they're struggling. 
So what's the next step if somebody wants to get this book, Stacey? It's available everywhere. Just search for When Faith Meets Therapy book, and you can purchase a copy from wherever you like to read. This podcast is sponsored by Faithful Counseling. Life is full of twists and turns, moments of growth, and moments where we feel like we're taking a few steps back. And it's important to show up for yourself and your loved ones through all of the struggles that life can bring. Faithful Counseling will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who is a practicing Christian. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. Anthony and Stacy are passionate about getting you connected to a trained and licensed professional counselor. So here's how it works. Visit www.faithcounseling.com slash therapy and sign up to get the professional, faith-based counseling that you deserve. Once signed up, you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor and schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. Faithful Counseling is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed until you find the right fit for you. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. We all need to talk to someone and Faithful Counseling can help. Again, it's as simple as visiting www.faithfulcounseling.com slash when faith meets therapy. Best yet, you will get this special offer for when faith meets therapy listeners. Get 10% off your first month at www.faithfulcounseling.com slash when faith meets therapy. Thanks again to Faithful Counseling for sponsoring this episode. Stacey, you have given me, I mean, y'all, the reason why we are doing this podcast is because I want you to experience not be, not having to stay in a heavy place, not, not saying every, all of life, life's problems will go away, but there are, I, I, like I just brought boxes of books up here. There's, those books were heavy, but when given a dolly, you get the books up here and it's just lighter. It's just a better way to actually do what you have to do it anyway. The boxes had to come here, but given that tool, it made them so much lighter. And, and that's what, that's what the, that's what my relationship with you has done. And I'm, I'm grateful. I'm y'all. I'm an emotional dude. I have to make myself in moments like this. I know this. you're making me choked up. Yeah, this, I, I'm going to cry on this podcast <sighs> because that's what it is. You know what I mean? Like I am just, it just is what it is. Which Stacey helped me go. That's the way God made you. So, and so, you know, don't try to change the fact you're an emotional dude. But, um, I, I just want you guys to know that for those of you who are like me, it's a little harder for you to work things out. I want you to be encouraged and get steps through this podcast. Um, Maybe maybe something from this podcast will do it, or maybe it will push you into doing therapy on your own, which we're going to tell you about ways to do that and give you um, some kind of some kind of leads, some leads to having your own relationship with a therapist if you would like. Because I am just a big proponent that uh, wise counsel, which Proverbs eleven talks about wise counsel, y'all. The Bible actually talks about wise counsel, which sounds like therapy to me. <laughs> so <laughs> I I uh, yeah, this is to me this is this in the right way can line, line up with your faith um, 
and, and help you actually just be a better, a better Christ follower, really. I just want to take a minute and tell you all a little bit about kind of what transpires in a therapy session, the types of things, mm -hmm. um, because it isn't magic. Um, though Anthony and I had mm -hmm. a magic moment that a I'm going to ask him to tell you about in a minute. Yeah. But but it isn't magic. Um, first of all, part of what all of us have is an education about the way people think and feel. And so, for example, we've all been in a pandemic, right? Everybody, all of us. Um, and I have had many people come to me mm -hmm. saying, I have this like stress and anxiety and I don't know what's coming from. And I get to tell them you're normal. Ugh. Everybody has been stressed out by what's going on in the world right now. And so some piece of it is us educating you on things that um, you didn't know. Then there's another piece where we will sit and listen to your story. And sometimes it just feels good to be witnessed, you know, to be mm -hmm. heard and understood by somebody who isn't running an agenda. And then the other piece of it is there is wise guidance. There is a piece of that. And it isn't about what I think Stacy should do in Stacy's life, but it's like in my knowledge of Anthony or whoever my client or clients are, what is going to be best for them in their lives? I do, I do think you should tell them that magic, the story. The story, have you seen the thing above my head? Yes, okay, so because listen. that's where that faith piece came in really yeah. interesting with our work. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Stacy. So I'm sitting down with you know this obviously this licensed psychotherapist, this, this woman I saw on TV. I know that I had the faith side covered, and I'm thinking I'm going to get practical stuff from Stacy, and I'm going to get all the faith stuff from my family. And I'm sitting there feeling like uh, it was one of the broken days. Like I remember just feeling broken and a mess. And Stacy's staring at me with these eyes of like, wait, what is happening? Like, why is she looking at me like that? And Stacy saw a legitimate like light. I don't know what it was. Like something was over my head. <clears throat> Basically the bottom line is that what she saw had her say, I have basically never seen someone so covered by God in this moment. And to hear that, like what she physically saw with her eyes created that in her heart and her spirit. And she said, listen, I get we're going through all this stuff, but I have never in all of the history of my being a psychotherapist, seeing somebody who is so covered by God and who God is with right now in this moment, in the breaking, in the tears that are coming down your face, sitting on my couch, I have never seen somebody this this covered. And to hear that from you was so different than hearing that from a preacher or hearing that from my siblings or hearing that from my, because you weren't, you weren't sitting there looking for some spiritual moment to give me. It was just literally like, I watched your, your countenance change and you were like, you you should you should tell what what that was like for you. No, it was surreal because as you were just describing, you were in a really like hopeless moment, which is what brings a lot of people to counseling. By the way, is feeling like they've lost hope or don't have the skills or tools to make their life better. So you were in a hopeless moment, and all of a sudden, this light came over your head out of nowhere. By the way, we were not near a window, and there was <laughs> not a light on. Right, and that's part of what it was. And I think I even interrupted you. Yeah. And I was like, there is a light. And it felt like a presence in me. Mm. I really felt the presence of God. Mm. And I felt like I was supposed to give you this message. Um, and it's sort of interesting because one of the reasons I actually became a therapist is I felt a calling to do that. And so, and it felt like a spiritual calling. And so this felt like a spiritual moment. And that was like, 
four or five years ago. I have yeah. literally only had something even similar like that to that happen one other time since then. And really? so now it's happened twice in my life. Um, it's very, very, very strange moment. And, and it felt magical because I think it gave you peace in that oh. moment. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, it did. It gave me peace and it was like, okay, Anthony, I'm going to send a message through her because you're not hearing, you, you have so much going on emotionally that you can't hear me. And I think that that is what, um, you, what, that is what therapy has done for me. That is what you have done for me. If you're flying in an airplane and there's tons of fog and you can't, the pilots cannot see where they're going. There are instruments in place to keep them upright, to keep them going toward their destination, even though they can't see. And that is what therapy, that is what you have been to me is an instrument in many, uh, many times in my life where I cannot see clearly an instrument to go, this is the path, this is the land, this is where you need to land and just trust, trust my, trust the work I've done in, in, in this moment. And you guys, there is so much hope in, um, and just knowing that there is a way to land in spite of there being so much fog in your life. And as we wrap up episode one in a few moments, I just want, I know we've just kind of discussed therapy, an overarching view on therapy, but there are some things I think even now, little little tips that we could give you. And by we, I mean, Stacey, <laughs> give you, I'll, I'll add some, but she's, she's the one who went to school for all this and been doing it for over 20 years. I just want them to have, can we give them some takeaways as they pursue yes. hope? Because somebody yes. listening is hopeless. That is that is good. I think our goal in the book and this podcast is to give you a practical takeaway that you can do today, even before you were to reach out for a therapist. And so one of the things that I like to do is I like to tell people that you need to be prepared for tough times. And one of the great ways to do that is to literally make a hope list. So I want you to take a piece of paper, I want you to get your phone out, and I want you to write all of the things in your life that give you hope. Mm -hmm. So some examples, like, like I feel hope when I look at my children. Mm -hmm. um, I feel hope when I see people do kind acts. Yeah. Anthony, what are some things that give you hope? I feel hope um, when I think about the people in my life who have been strategically placed, placed there. My, I think I get hope hopeful when I think about my, my friendships. Like, eh, yeah, I get very hopeful when I think about my, my okay, friendships. Okay, so your list would have something about your friendships. I want all of you to make a list and literally think about all the things that give you hope. And it can even give, be, be a small thing. Like, I'm having a really good dinner tonight, and so I have a lot of hope yeah. ahead that even if my day wasn't going well, that I would be having that great dinner. So yeah. it is about making a list that you can refer to in tough times yes. to give you hope. Absolutely. And it may seem juvenile. It may seem like, what? A hope list? I'm telling you. It's the small steps, y'all. If I wanted to go from here where we are right now in Hollywood, California, if I wanted to go from here to San Diego, Diego. I, I get it. It's a hundred and some odd miles, but the first, the first way to start going there is just take a step toward the car. I mean, just take a step in the direction that you want to go. And eventually you will get there. That that's the bottom line. I think sometimes in therapy, it feels like I want to go to three sessions and then have everything solved. That's not what it is. I've been seeing you for almost six years. It's like on and off. Yeah. On, on and off. <laughs> on and off. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> months and months go by. Yes. Except for recently it's been daily. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's taking a step in that direction. And that, that hope list gives you something to be grateful for, something to be, to be hopeful about in the midst of hopeless situations. And it sometimes it takes a lot of hard focus to when you're facing something hard to be hopeful about anything. So you have to intentionally look toward hope. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Y'all, we are so excited 
that we get to be with you for episode after episode of this podcast. If you enjoy it, make sure you share it with a friend and we will be back very soon with episode two of When Faith Meets Therapy. Thank you for listening. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to When Faith Meets Therapy. You can go deeper with us on today's episode by picking up a copy of our new book, When Faith Meets Therapy. It's available wherever books are sold. And if you felt like you got something out of today's episode, do someone a favor. Share it with a friend who might need to hear that they can find hope and that there is a practical path to emotional, spiritual, and relational healing. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. This show is a part of the Converge Podcast Network.